Hello there, old and new friends. Welcome to Divine Musing, the season one recap. I am Destiny Rambo Corey, and this is my husband, Joel Corey, and he is here with me today for this special Fifth Monday episode to discuss everything that we have thought about together up until this point. Thank you so much for joining us today. Can you believe we have done as many episodes as we have done so far of Divine Musing? It feels like just yesterday we were talking about the idea for this weekly series. And I'm so thankful for all of you who had joined us on this journey. What a journey it has been. Really, it, it has <laughs> been. I, I remember when you first brought the idea that you wanted to start doing these. And of course, I was on board. I was so excited to hear in this form what you've been thinking about. Right. And when you launched off, the beginning of season one is packed. It really with, is. We came, I mean, we hit, yeah. hit the ground running you, hard. You came in hot on this. <laughs> and the first three episodes in particular were just so rich and so full. Um, and a lot of people actually in the comments of our podcast and on mm. our on our YouTube page um, have spoken about how life-changing just those first episodes were. And I'm telling you, it's only gotten better. Oh, thank you, honey. Yeah. <laughs> well, those first three episodes, I have been wanting to do this series for a long time. In fact, mm. back probably 10 years ago, I had the idea to do this. And it was right when YouTube was first kind of starting. And of course, I let fear get the best of me and I didn't mm -hmm. do it then. But honestly, I'm glad that I waited until now because I've experienced quite a bit of maturing and growing in these last 10 years. And the thing that makes those first, especially those first three episodes really special to me is those are things I've been thinking about for 10 years. Right. Those are things that have been foundational truths to my thought process, my relationship with the divine. Mm -hmm. And so those first three really just sort of flowed without right. much effort at all. Right. They were just already in there waiting to come out. And a lot of times in the music industry, uh -huh. an artist comes out with their first album. They say the first <laughs> album took 10 years to make. And, right. <laughs> and so in most cases, it sort of falls off. You've just gotten, it's gotten better and better. And I think that <laughs> what happened is once you kind of cleared the well mm -hmm. and got those thoughts and those things that you had been churning over, uh, man, it just opened up the river. It really did. I was scared. <laughs> After writing the first three, I was like, okay, I've had these on my mind for so long. What am I going to write about now? And it seems like every time one month ends and I get into my office to start writing the musings for the following month, it's like the Lord shows up right here in my little office and unveils mm. a new wave of things to think about. Wow. And... I think the first episode that I know, I mean, really just has affected so many people's life is uh, episode three of season one, The Voice of Shame. Ooh, I think that was, that was an intense In one. the comments and even just interactions that we have through the podcast, mm -hmm. I think that that episode in particular has really touched a lot of people. Mm -hmm. And I think given people permission to kind of talk about their story openly. Right, right. It was very difficult 
it was a difficult decision even to tap into the literary references in that episode. I read from The Voice of Shame by Father Leo mm. Booth, um, which is a powerful work of literature, but it is so heavy. Mm. And I really had struggled with, do we jump into something this heavy this quickly? And you were so encouraging. You were like, just do it. Like, this is this is what you feel called to do, so go for it. And I'm so glad that I did because that intensity, though heavy, um, it gave a lot of people permission to reach into the depths mm. of their own experiences and so feel true. like they had a safe place to share their story. Right. And I think sometimes us doing that, just being vulnerable, mm -hmm. and I know for you, it was a very vulnerable moment where you yes. felt like you were really opening up a, a, a real side to yourself and doing it on the World Wide Web. Right. You know, kind of here here I am, you know. In a way that it's always going to be out there right. in some form of another right. now. So you kind of dive off the cliff and you're like, I hope that people see the goodness in this. And I hope that this ministers to people and encourages people. And I also hope there aren't a bunch of trolls and like negative people, you know, right. who attack me. And we and, haven't had any of that. And, and I think a lot of that has to do with our community mm -hmm. and has to do with the people that have joined with us on this journey. Mm -hmm. And we've really been blessed we with have the most incredible group of people. The most encouraging, the most supportive, the most um, vocal Mm -hmm. supporters that I could not have asked for more Yeah, that are so willing to share their stories and are also willing to message me and be like, hey, you said something here. Like, tell me more about that. Like, mm -hmm. I didn't quite understand where you were coming from with that and have been able to ask questions and feel free to open up a dialogue. That's what I want these musings to be mm -hmm. is a conversation starter right? Um, between me and you who are listening and then for you to take that little nugget and so good. ruminate yeah. over and it. And then come back in the comments and tell us what you've been thinking about. Right, right. And that it really is conversational. Mm -hmm. One of the things I love about you with the way that you've organized this first season is very much in an artistic fashion, like building a playlist or yeah. a track listing on an album. I loved the transition from the voice of shame into touching the tree. Oh, because man. I think that when you just listen to them as single episodes, you may not catch this, but when you're listening to it as a whole mm -hmm. and kind of been along for the whole journey, it's almost as if the voice of shame sets the stage as like a prelude mm -hmm. to this beautiful moment in Touch the Tree where you had to choose, do you want to stand far back and just see it? Mm -hmm. Or do you want to go through the path right, kind of perilous mm -hmm. and actually embrace it? Right. And I loved the way that, that those two episodes flowed together. Did you do that on purpose? Um, well, so I really have tried in, a, in an intentional way that each month does have a bit of a, I don't know if packaged is the right word, but that each month has a message that sort of is containable in, okay, what are we really focusing on mm. over the course of this moment of writing, because some of you may know this or may not, I write a month's worth of episodes in two days. I will take time and I will shut myself away in my office and I will write usually two episodes a day for two days and just really hone in on what I've been reading, what I've been studying throughout the course of the month. And then I'll sit down and I'll write those four together. So 
even just having that time of concentrated writing in that short amount of time, it already lends to, I think they sort of flow together, but I don't write them in order. Mm. I'll decide on what this month's um, topics are going to be. And then whichever one is kind of burning on my heart the most, I'll start with that one. And then after I write the four, then I'll look at them and I'll say, okay, what's a good progression of does this need to be the third episode of the month or does this need to be the first episode of the month? So I write them individually, but with intention that they're all kind of dancing around the same theme. theme and message. That's so interesting. I feel like even having worked with so many artists producing albums, that's how albums come together. Right. Like you go away and you write mm-hmm. and you kind of get into a flow, and a, but you're not thinking, oh, this will be track one, this will be track two. It's like this; these are songs. And then mm-hmm. as they come together and take on a life of their own, they kind of find their place and right. fight for where they belong in the, in the playlist. Well, yeah, because you don't want to, you don't want like the voice of shame and this is not my body to be back to back. Right. Like you want to give, I want to give our listeners and our friends who are watching Mm. on this journey, I want to be able to give breaks between the ones that are Mm. that intense because you can't just like hit intense after intense week after week. There has to be. And you're so good at giving, I mean, they do get intense. They do. But you are so good (laughs) at giving those breath moments of, comedy and joy I the one story that people I mean people have come up to me at church and brought up is the story of getting sick in oh, New York throwing up I mean that that story I think is a classic I think people have really and then they want to share with me their stories oh, no. of food poisoning and it's really I've really gotten to know people in a different way as a result of you telling that that well yeah hilarious that, moment that has been something that I have not I did not anticipate going into writing this series is that people feel like they know me now, which mm-hmm. I love. Like I want people to get to know me and I want to get to know you. Um, but it is very strange when you're yeah. just walking through a church or you're out in the middle of nowhere and somebody's like, I watch Divine Musing and blah, 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 blah. Like and they I know have my your own, life. My, my own tree experience. Let me tell you yeah. about my experience with the tree. And it's so cool because it's like, wow, this, I, this person feels like they know me and yeah. there there's a, a access point yeah. that we can meet on this common ground over so something as crazy as yeah. getting food poisoning and well cuz i mean uh, we've all been in some situation <laughs> like that uh, but the way you delivered it that was classic well, and the fun thing so about funny. that one for those of you who only listen to our podcast version of this series I've been trying to incorporate photos and paintings uh, and visuals in the video series just to kind of help people along and to give them some pictures of the things that I'm talking about. And so in that episode specifically, I had found photos of me in that limo sick. Right. And so the people who were able to actually see the photos that I added just were really it was kind of a yeah <laughs> really it was perfect blessed by that i should say yeah. <laughs> it was if funny. you're one of our podcast <laughs> listeners that definitely is an episode worth going worth to youtube going to just to see picture. those pictures they really <laughs> tell the story um the next the next episode that i think i have to bring up um as we recap uh would have to be tuning the atmosphere Ooh. i think 
uh, you know, I, I know a lot of what you spoke about was kind of from the standpoint of being a woman, mm-hmm. but I know I drew so much from that episode uh, when I walk into meetings and when I walk mm-hmm. into uh, situations with friends that are really going through hard times uh, that I can really be a thermostat and that mm-hmm. I can really change the atmosphere of the the things that I walk into it, because my personality type is oftentimes to kind of chameleon um, and, and just sort of blend in, don't make a fuss, you know, like, hey, what are you doing? Calm down. Like, let's all just be good. <laughs> let's be friends. Yeah. And so the, that was so empowering for me to, just to think about the ability to walk into a room mm-hmm. and just because of what I'm carrying and because of the, the, the climate that's on the inside of me that I could actually affect change, mm. you know, um, and that episode really, I think, spoke to a lot of people as well. It did. And the cool thing about that episode for me personally was, you know, after I write these episodes, I don't stop thinking about these topics. Like once I put them out there, then it just becomes another thing kind of on the on the cooking burners of my mind that's like, now that it's out there, I want to continue to grow and to learn more. And that mm-hmm. episode in particular, um, I... I have since in my musings over, you know, what it means to really tune the atmosphere and what it means to really be a thermostat in your home and in your Mm -hmm. environments. I realized that we are called to be thermostats, but not because we are the ones who control the environment. The thermostat activates the thing that Mm. can change the environment. The thermostat is just the place where you press the buttons and it turns on the bigger mechanism that can filter the air. Mm. It can bring cool. It can bring heat. But we in and of ourselves don't have the power to change the atmosphere. We have the capability to activate the thing that changes the atmosphere. Wow. That's so, so good. I'm like, I feel like I need to Do we write need like tuning the atmosphere, tuning the atmosphere two? part two? Part two? <laughs> There's a little preview of it. I think, yeah. I think I need to because that has just been sitting with me so much. Like we are thermostats, but what does a thermostat do? Mm. It activates the air conditioning. It right. activates the air filtration system. It activates the fan. It activates the thing that actually does the work. Wow. All I have to do is get the settings right. That's so good. That's so good. All right, you heard it here first. <laughs> Tuning the Atmosphere, Volume Part 2. two. We want it. We want it. That's the content I, we need. Well, I'm going in tomorrow to start writing for September. So yeah. I think tuning the atmosphere too is maybe have tuning to be a part the of atmosphere. T W O. I'm just no. kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm a fan of puns, but <laughs> that might be a little, little too far. <laughs> Another one that I've heard a lot of feedback about that I think inspired people, but also challenged people, was the episode. I think it was ten. Bad Christian art. Oh yes, that one was good, and it was also a real, a real kick in the pants. It mm-hmm. was like a real gut check episode. Um, I know for a lot of us who work with churches and in Christian art and stuff, we've all encountered that kind of attitude of like, well, this is just the way the Lord gave it to me, you know. Mm. And I know for me, there's been times that I'm like, don't blame your bad create, you know, don't blame your bad <laughs> job on the Creator of heaven and earth. If He created this, I think it'd be a little bit better, you know. Well, or some people will come to you and say, "The Lord gave me this, and so that must mean it's good." And sometimes I want to say, "Well, if the Lord gave this to you, maybe it was just for you, for you, and that's okay. To stay between yeah. you and the Lord, yeah, and that, that's totally fine. Not every piece of art is meant 
for the masses. Have you gotten a lot of feedback on that episode? I have, especially when it came to the defining the difference between the sacred and the secular. Mm. I hate that word, secular. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love what Madeline LaEngle says in the book, Walking on Water, that is our literary reference for that episode. She said, bad Christian art is neither Christian nor art. Wow. And so the idea of the sacred and the secular having this big defined line, to me, it's more about what is light and what is darkness. Mm. What what is exuding messages that are about light and life and love and hope and even things that are thought-provoking? I think there's a difference between art that is meant for the church and art that is not necessarily sacred, Mm -hmm. but it doesn't necessarily mean that it is evil. Right. And that's where we have to have a discerning discerning, (laughs) discerning eye and an ear to say, you know what, this might not necessarily be a sacred work of art, but I can still learn something from it. I can still glean from this. Um, Sure. And I, I mean, I think there's even themes that have been largely ignored by the quote-unquote sacred sacred mm-hmm. art, uh, themes of loss, of pain, disappointment, mm-hmm. frustration, anger. Um, these are all part of our experience. Mm-hmm. They're all part of even our walk with the divine, mm-hmm. of trusting him when we, you know, are suffering. Mm-hmm. Um, recently, I, I heard a message from a, a, a man, and he said, um, on, on this side of glory, it's the only time that we will be able to worship God in pain. The only time that we'll be able to trust him when we still feel doubt. And so I think the contrast, you know, that's, I think it's almost like there's been like a forbidden uh, area of art. Like you Mm -hmm. you can't touch on this or you can't write about loss or you can't write about, you know, you almost have to like sweep that under and then go back Mm -hmm. to like the bright, everything's okay. So yeah, yeah, I think that that episode really challenged a lot of people to reevaluate what they consider art that's reflective of the divine and art that's reflective of our journey with God. Mm -hmm. So good. One episode that I want to bring up because we just heard an amazing story this weekend um, about something that reminded me of the episode from Babel to Pentecost. Mm. And the whole episode was about how many languages do you speak? And um, the difference of, you know, the people who were building the Tower of Babel wanted to make a name to themselves, the people who were waiting for the, the manifestation of the Holy Spirit in the upper room on the day of Pentecost, they were trying to make his name glorious, mm-hmm. and that's when the Spirit fell. And when the Spirit fell that first time, yes, people were speaking in tongues, but they were actually speaking in the languages of the people who had come to be part of this festival that was happening. Right. And so, yes, they were speaking in an unknown tongue to them, but they were actually speaking in the native languages of the people who had come for this festival, and they were able to witness to them. So true. And so, and then later on throughout the scriptures, we understand like the speaking in tongues in an unknown utterance in a language that only the Father can understand. And um, we kind of talked about that as like, 
you know, how many languages do we speak? You speak producer, you speak husband, you speak, there's so many languages that we all Mm. speak. But I'd never heard an instance until this weekend about someone who experienced receiving the Holy Spirit in a way that was like Pentecost. Mm -hmm. We heard this story about this woman who received the manifestation of the Holy Spirit. She began speaking in tongues, but she was speaking in Filipino. Fluent Filipino. Fluent Filipino. And she was like from the country outside of Jacksonville, Florida. So Mm -hmm. she did not know. She did not know Filipino. There was a woman in the meeting who spoke fluent Filipino and got the interpretation because she it, was speaking in a literal language. She gave the interpretation, yeah, like an she interpreter. She said, this woman is telling a prophecy about a mother who is planning to kill her children and then kill herself. Mm-hmm. And so they began to pray for this woman who was planning to kill her children and then kill herself. A few weeks passed and one of those women was in the was it she was in line at the grocery, at the grocery store, store behind a woman with two children who could not pay for her groceries and so this woman paid for this woman's groceries and invited her to church come to find out this woman was planning to kill her children and kill herself when she encountered that woman at, at the, the grocery, grocery store, store. Wow. was invited to church, came, gave her life to the Lord, wow. turned her life completely around, and all because someone was filled with the Holy Spirit, started speaking in, in Filipino, wow. and wow. it awakened a prophecy about this woman. And so all the people in this church were on the lookout for this person, believing that God was gonna bring them mm. into, you know, to cross their path so that they could help um, save that situation. And that just blew my mind. So like part of me has wondered, has the manifestation of speaking in tongues um, and it being in an actual other language, has that gone away? And so hearing that story this weekend really inspired me that the power of being filled by the Holy Spirit is not just about communicating to any and everyone, but it can be about communicating to a very specific person at a specific time in a specific language that we in our human mind don't know, but Mm -hmm. spirit can communicate through us. I was just, I sat there with my mouth hanging open. Like, what a powerful testimony. Right. And on a smaller scale, I mean, obviously not as kind of wild as that story is, but I've actually had conversations with people recently after that episode where they told me of times that they went into job interviews Mm. and that during the course of the interview, they felt Holy Spirit like kind of come over them and that they began to speak with a confidence and with a courage. And after the interview, uh, the person that was in the process with them looked at them and said, you know, over your resume and things, I wasn't feeling really confident about about hiring you, but you actually spoke and said things that ticked off boxes for me, specific things. Wow. And it was like the Holy Spirit came over them and gave them language to speak in that meeting that helped them get the job that they were after. It's so powerful. And I think that sometimes we lose sight of those moments, of conversations Mm. we have with friends, like things that even in the course of trying to help someone go through trauma or Mm -hmm. they're, they're suffering in pain, and the Holy Spirit gives us the words to say. And they say, 
oh, my, you know, uh, my Sunday school teacher used to say that exact same thing, you know, and it yeah. brings back a feeling and memory of like, God is with me. Mm-hmm. Um, that or God has been with me along my journey. Time. And has not forgotten me. Yeah. Yeah. So good. Um, moving forward, because I, I don't, I know we're getting kind of low on time. We are. Um, I do want to talk about some of these last episodes because okay. I feel like in this season, you saved some of the best for last. Oh. <laughs> I think one of my favorite episodes of this last season was Follow the Thread. Yes, I've still got the thread sitting right there on my desk. I love that. <laughs> um, and I think that that episode, first of all, was beautifully written. Thank you. And I think that you really communicated it so well. Um, but I think that that idea of following the thread um, was a great like kind of end of the season wrap up. Mm. Because if you go back now you know, our friends that have kind of listened through as they've come out. If you go back to the beginning and listen through almost in story form, there is a thread that runs throughout. And I know you're sensitive to that as a, a creator, but that that also was Holy Spirit leading yes. you. Um, so kind of as you're following a thread, right. you were leaving a thread for us to follow as mm-hmm. well. Well, I mean, that's what's amazing about that. And in the story of the Minotaur and Daedalus that uh, the reference came from for Follow the Thread, the designer of the labyrinth is the one who knew what length that the thread needed to be to be able to get back out of the labyrinth. So in a way, I feel like the Lord has helped me to figure out what the thread needed to be in order for me to pass it on to our friends who are listening to be able to say, okay, I followed this thread. Now here it is, like follow in this path because like I've proven you can get through it and you can get out of (laughs) it. (laughs) And there were probably times even in the creation of this season that you got in so deep yourself that you had to follow the thread to get back out. Yes. Because I know there were some things that you really dove into um, in in, uh, themes and memories Mm. and things that you'd processed in your life that really required you to trust the thread and trust the Especially in episodes, like we talked about, The Voice of Shame, um, Mourning Lost Childhood, some of the ones that I dipped really heavily into my own journey, I definitely had to follow the thread back out because no matter how healed we are, no matter how far along we are in our process of transformation, when we, when we tell those stories in such a way that we relive them, you have to, uh, you have to know where the thread is. Yeah. Otherwise, you'll get sucked back in to the darkness that you have worked so hard to overcome. And I, I'll be honest, the Morning Lost Childhood episode specifically, I had a very hard time, first of all, getting into and a very hard time getting out of. Mm. That episode has been on my list of potential episodes since episode five. Yeah. And I've continued to put it off um, because I knew it was going to be such a heavy topic. Um, but that one, I think more than any other episode, I've had the most response from you who have listened via private message. And I want to say personally how honored I am that so many of you have felt safe and comfortable to share your stories Mm -hmm. with me. Uh, Some of you have sent anonymous messages, and I totally understand that. Um, 
our traumas are very personal and they're very sacred and they're also very delicate. Mm -hmm. And I have just been so honored and felt so privileged that so many of you in hearing my testimony and my story and some of our stories have felt safe enough to confide in us the journey that you've been on and have allowed us to hold your hand as you walk through your own journey of transformation. So I want to say thank you so much to those of you who have felt brave enough to come forward and to share your own experiences, some in the comments, some in private messages. Um, that that has given me such a confidence in knowing that I really did hear from Divine in creating this, right. this season and this series. Right, yeah. And I mean, especially that episode, I think, um, I know what, what a challenge it was for you, um, but I think that some of that was just the opposition mm. and knowing how impactful that testimony was going to be for others mm -hmm. and kind of yeah. paving the way for others to feel safe, at least acknowledging the fact that they maybe had lost something themselves as well. Right, right. So following the thread, mm -hmm. what can you give us any, I know the people want this, can you give us any hint, any uh, sneak peek, any idea of what's in store for season two? Well, um, I will tell you this. I have been reading Madeline Ingalls' book, A Stone for a Pillow, about Jacob. Mm -hmm. And so there's definitely going to be a Stone for a Pillow episode in the near future, maybe not September, because uh, I'm still reading the book, but I'm very excited about diving into the story of Jacob. Um, let's see. Well, I guess I'm going to be writing Tuning the Atmosphere Part 2. Two. Part 2. Um, let's see. Oh, one that I have been working on for September that I'm very excited about is going to be called, I haven't decided fully on the title yet, but I think it's going to be something along the lines of Closure is a Myth. Ooh. The idea of going back to something that's already dead, especially when it comes to relationships, and trying to find a sense of closure that more than likely will never happen. Mm. Um, and finding closure with yourself and with divine and not going back to a toxic place, especially a toxic relationship, to try and find this mystical idea No, 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 let me closure. stop you before you give too much away because <laughs> I, like, I feel like we're getting into the episode we are, now. We are, we um, are. That one's going to be... I can't wait. Really My ears are perked one. just already. <laughs> I can't wait for that one. I feel like I just needed a velvet satchel to catch the pearls that were falling from your <laughs> You are so funny. Uh, we are all so thankful that you decided and chose to take us on this journey with you and to open up your mind and to share with us what you've been thinking about. Um, if there's an episode that specifically touched you, uh, that encouraged you, that helped you in any way, why don't you just leave in the comments mm -hmm. and let us know. I did my best to to kind of touch on the ones that I really enjoyed. He did enjoyed. an incredible job. Oh, Isn't thank he you. wonderful? Oh, I don't I know. talk about you all the time. Like, I mention you in just about every episode. I know you hear that because you edit the audio, but... You're I sweet. am so thankful for this um, guy. Please leave a message for us in the comments. Let us know. And also, be on the lookout for season two. I personally believe that you've saved the best for last. I think you're just getting going. We are. You're We're just, just getting just catching started. your stride. And there's going to be like a second wind on, episode, mm -hmm. on season two. And I know for me, I am just so thankful that you stepped out and took the risk to do this. 
and to share with us all this journey that you've been on. And I know we all cannot wait for season two. I have one more little tidbit to throw out there. Some of you have asked me, will these just continue going on? What's the plan? Just please don't stop doing these episodes and not tell us. So I'm going to tell you what the Lord put on my heart as the initial plan, just so nobody gets surprised. Um, My heart has always been, at least going into this in the beginning, was to write 52 episodes and in turn, take those episodes and develop them into a weekly devotional book. Mm -hmm. And so each episode will then be broken down even more into an actual physical book that will be, instead of episode one, it will be week one, week two. So it'll be a weekly devotional. That has always been my heart. That has always been my vision. Mm -hmm. Now, getting into it, Um, I do believe that there is more than just 52 episodes, but as of this point, that is the plan. Okay. And so there might be a little bit of a break after the 52nd episode to give me time to kind of ask the Lord what the next phase of Divine Musing is, but my heart is that it will continue on. Um, But just for those of you who have asked, like, just don't end it without giving us any any That's warning. good, yeah, to give us an this expectation. This is to let you know, as the expectation goes, there will be a minimum of 52 episodes. And do you think that we might be able to come back for a 53rd episode and do one more of these recaps? Absolutely, this has been great. Amazing. This I is Because this. this has been, I've loved doing this. This Me has too. been so much fun. And I fun. can't wait to hear you guys' thoughts on the episodes that blessed you, how they spoke to you. I love reading your comments. I love getting your messages. Um, I just, I love yeah, interacting, our community interacting and interacting with, community. with you guys. And it helps us. It really does help us to, mm-hmm. to know um, how we can best encourage you, how we mm-hmm. best can be with you on this journey. Yes. So please, in the comments, if you have thoughts, if you're enjoying something, um, podcast as well, you know, you can reach us through the podcast apps. You can leave a review. You can leave a review, which is always helpful. Um, we're just so thankful that you have opened your hearts and opened your minds to this journey mm-hmm. and walked alongside us. Yes. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. We will see you next week on Divine Musing episode. I don't know what next week is. Starting in September. We will see you the first Monday of September. Thank you so much for joining me today for Divine Musing. For more information, head over to www.rambocory.com. I would love to connect with you on social media. You can find me at facebook.com forward slash Destiny Makes Music or on Instagram and Twitter at Des Rambo Music.